Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast on a beautiful Thursday as we look towards the future. And I look to my left and I see the one and only, my hero, Gregory P. Look at you guys Allen on your phones G texting each other. Brad. I'm texting. I'm tweeting the show. <laughs> Somebody doesn't tweet the show ever. Oh, I tweet the show because I'm for the people. I I'm telling you right now that next week, if you touch. Any form of tweeting before the show of the show, you're we're no longer. Was friends. I here last Friday? I, no, I, I don't remember. Three Was the minutes show ago. tweeted? No. Was I here on Monday? Friday, I don't do the show, so that's irrelevant. We're to after me. the Bears game on Friday with Carmi yes, V. Yes, you, me, you did Carmi not tweet v, the show. Bug. Monday, Herb the Howard, you did not tweet the show. I wasn't here. So that's not that's true. the comment. That's not true. It is true. I absolutely tweeted you the show. You waited 30 minutes into the show after nope, I had nope. guilt texted you nope. to tweet the show. Nope. Dis disagree. Not true. We'll prove it to you after the show. No one cares about this. Let's do this show. <laughs> uh, all right. I Hey, thank you, Matt Nagy. Bragg's looking thinner when Hogue's not around. I was just saying to my friends in spaces yesterday that when people call me fat, it does hurt my feelings. Well, I lost all this weight, and people still are like, hey, this one guy in the comments yesterday was like, hey, fat boy. I was like, come on. Why do you have, right, to, we cut? Don't, we, why do you have to cut into me like right, this? this? That is not nice, and we will not do that on the show. <laughs> We uh, Sarah's fired up in the background here. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, and listen, you're you're. I got no problem with how you look, other than the fact that <laughs> I, I wasn't dying to see your legs again this year. But um, you know, hey, that's that's where we are. So thank you for doing that. All right. Uh, reminder, by the way, I'm going to be doing the CHGO Sports Podcast today at three o'clock. George Offman, special guest on it. He's got a book out. Oh, George dude. is a legendary. Me and Legend. Kevin. Me and Kevin will be talking to Legend. George at three. Our guy. Our guy. Sh Shorty. Our guy. P. George. I don't know what Casey's laughing around in the, about in the background. Is Casey on the show today, too? <laughs> okay. Oh, she's got booted. Okay, so I'm right. All right. So I put out the tweet about an hour ago, um, and I said, we are talking about what Kevin Warren will ultimately do this offseason at noon. And then I asked, what would you like to see? And I thought about many options. You only have four in the Twitter poll. We've got 1,093 votes on it in the one hour and one minute. Thank you so much for supporting us here at CHGO and CHGO Bears and at the Carm. So the categories were new coaching staff, mm -hmm. new GM and coaching staff, keep Flus, new offensive coordinator, run it back, I believe. And that was A, B, C, and D. Currently is voted as A, B, C, and D. Right. 76%. New coaching staff, 10% new GM and coaching staff, 8% keep Flus and a new offensive coordinator, add, add a new offensive coordinator, 6% last, run it back, I believe. So these are Bears fans, diehard Bears fans, and that is the feeling right now. T3P wants to run it back. T3P wants to run it back? Okay, well, hey, listen, I am open to all options. I'm interested to hear takes uh, we'll, we'll on all We'll put a options. poll in the old YouTube chat. We'll see how that goes. We'll throw a new poll and in the you, YouTuber. And by the way, when you vote, please hit the like button. Thank uh, you. Yes, we, we love the like, and we ask you to do it so the show gets traction, and we get traction, yep. and we are that much more vibrant and secure, and so we will continue to do this and entertain you for the rest of time as the ultimate I'm just goal. surprised you left out the quarterback so I thought about any it. of those options. Well, so I thought about it, but like ultimately I'm talking about Kevin Warren, which is not his decision. 
This is a Kevin, Kevin Warren's not making a quarterback decision. I thought about it, change QBs, but that's not what he would do. That's not that's not up to him. Right. So I left it off. But we can have a quarterback conversation like we do every day on the show, if you would like, about what the final seven games mean for Justin and his press I vo- conference. I voted. Yeah. So I voted A. You voted um, A. Get rid of new coaching staff. New coaching staff. Get rid of everybody. But you want you want Ryan Poles to make that hire, right? So, so you don't, I, and so, I've been open that I would love Jim Harbaugh on this team, right? But so you also have talked about at times not to make you do flip floppy things like I get called on all the time. But you also have talked about having a full reset the first time ever. New, I, I think that that, but that's I, not, I but understand that, how that makes a lot of sense. But I am still, you still in believe the, in I believe in Ryan Poles' train, okay. and I also think they're going to keep him, which are two separate discussions. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in what Ryan Poles is doing. Well, let me just, even with the mistakes that he has made, I acknowledge those. Let me let me make a hypothetical argument for you, if I may. Just, just to, okay. Approach the bench. Okay. So I will grant, (laughs) as I make this argument, that Matt Eberflus front facing to the media is miserable. He doesn't, he gets caught in his words. It's not impressive, but I would also submit that I'm not exactly sure how important that is because it doesn't seem to bother his players at all. And I would also submit that the Bears, from what I can tell, I'm not saying that he's beloved in that locker room, but they do continue to compete week in and week out. And when we get to see the videos, a little peek behind the screen, when they win games at least, it seems like that locker room is having a great time. Even you, Montez. Right. Since the Chiefs game. At the Chiefs game, it looked like they had all given up on this coaching staff. But well, since then, they're 3-3. Three well, and three. I mean, that's a lifetime ago in an NFL season. So, so I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that it's, it just seems to me that he has at least a decent grasp, grasp on the team. All right? So, and you would also make the argument, I think a fair argument, that the defense has gotten a lot better once Matt Eberflus has been the defensive coordinator, right? Is that fair? Yep. Okay. They're one. I saw so uh, what's Mark the, Potash put, they're one of only five teams in the NFL that have a top five team in rushing defense and a top five rushing, a team in rushing offense, and they're number one in rushing defense in the league. And the other four teams have a winning record. The Bears are the only one that don't. Right. Now, why do the Bears not have a winning record? Because they commit way too many penalties, tops in the NFL, and they turn the ball over the most in the NFL. These are things that Matt Eberflus has preached and has not delivered on. So that goes against the argument that I'm making here, but that is the argument where the Flus, in the hits principle, hasn't done his job. That's a part of penalties are discipline and organization and having your team on point. The Bears have been miserable at it. It's not just a talent thing. It's also an execution thing. I think that's fair. And turning the ball over when you preach it as much as they do looking at them at minus nine at the bottom of the NFL is just disturbing to say the least but here the argument that I'm making to those who just don't who are saying like the third on the list new offensive coordinator is the biggest problem on this team not getting the offense not getting the quarterback to where he needs to be isn't that overly obvious that, that if the Bears could somehow get Justin and or whoever the quarterback will be from my guy 17 to Caleb to Drake to whoever it is, if you had that going, 
The Flutes would look fantastic. Poles would look fantastic. The Bears would be winning football games. Is yeah, it- I don't love that Iberflus gets to escape responsibility for the offensive, you know, um, the, or specifically the quarterback's development and the success of the offense here the last few years. I mean, A, he brought Luke Getze here. That's his coaching staff. That's right. Well, and B, this Ryan's is, in there too on that, but go ahead. Yeah, 100%. Um, so that, that bugs me a little bit. You know, I, I just don't like the idea because, yeah, they need to bring in an offensive coordinator that has experience calling plays, has experience developing a quarterback. But at this point, you know, going into Justin's fourth year, potentially Justin's fourth year next year, like you're beyond that with Justin. Yeah, if you want to bring in somebody that's going to develop a guy, if they get a new quarterback, sure. But then at that point, why wouldn't you just wipe the slate clean with the coaching staff? Because you just, right, if, I, I get it. I get it. That, listen, if you're going to have a new quarterback and a fresh new start, it makes sense. Let's just, let's just do the whole, let's, 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 now let's, I'll let, say, let's do a, let's now do I'll a, say this much though, cause I've said this before. Mm-hmm. I really want Jim Harbaugh and I'm, it may be a pipe dream. It may end up being like a pointless conversation cause he may never leave Michigan. But if he came to the bears mm-hmm. and he said, I'm keeping Justin Fields, I'll take that deal. I'll take that deal. Even if I had questions about, oh, you're going to pass on quarterbacks again? If we get Jim Harbaugh and that's what he wants to do, go for it. That's an interesting take, actually. Who out there coming in would you believe could get Justin to the next level? I don't... don't, And, 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 And look, I really hate when we do comparisons based on like this white guy and that white guy and, and which is I'm about to do like well look what he did with Kaepernick and he can do the same thing because they are different but they're but they're not that they're not that different at least that's not how the way I would use Justin I would I would run him a lot more so if if, if Jim if they sat down with Harbaugh and I truly 1000% believe that Jim Harbaugh wants to be in the NFL he wanted to go to the NFL a couple of years ago and the Miami Dolphins ended up punting, and then Minnesota, where he thought he could definitely go, also said, you know what, I'm out on you, and he got stuck and had to go back to Michigan. I think he would be chomping at the bit and an opportunity to coach the team that he played of for. Of course, it would be about the Bears. Would yeah. they be willing to deal with his personality, it's, which is against the grain of anyone they've ever hired for head coach, mm-hmm. and then B, more importantly maybe, is – Typically, like what happened last year with Jim Harbaugh trying to get to Minnesota, he wants to be the guy that calls all the shots. He wants to be the guy that gets all, you know, has the deci- the final decision on all these players they draft and acquire, which then he's, you know, stepping in front of what Ryan well, Poles it, is doing here. Look, if, if assuming that Ryan Poles is still here, he'd have to have a lot of confidence in himself to handle a guy like Harbaugh and also like have to ask himself the question, do I want to deal with this guy every single day? Because Jim Harbaugh is a pain in the ass. And I, I wouldn't sign up for it personally. He is, wherever he goes, he creates a huge explosion. It doesn't end well. And he's weird. Very weird. Because like, all right, uh, I just, so, all right. So to get off the Harbaugh tangent, going okay. back to Eberflus. Yep. To me, well, and I want to get and, back to and I can't, I can't even believe I'm saying this because I, I've, I think we're both kind of steadfast, and if we have the number one or number two pick, we'd prefer them to draft one of these quarterbacks and take a chance on one of these guys working out for the Bears. 
But if they're going to just keep the coaching staff, you might as well just keep the quarterback. It, it doesn't make sense to me because if you keep Eberflus and draft a quarterback, Eberflus is still on the hot seat next year in a lot of ways. I don't know how... Like I understand how that buys Ryan Poles time, but that shouldn't buy Matt Eberflus time. They've been one of the worst defenses in the league last year. They're again one of the worst defenses in the league this year. And at some point, when you talk, when and Matt Eberflus yesterday is talking about consistency, he has to start showing some consistency. So even if they did draft a quarterback and their defense still isn't consistent next year, then he's the one that gets you know, heads rolled and he's on the chopping block and he's on the way out. And now you just keep doing this thing where you roll over the coach with the quarterback, the quarterback to the coach. And it's that trickle down effect that we've been constantly caught in here in Chicago. It's interesting that you bring up the consistency thing that flu said yesterday about Justin, which, you know, a guy who basically dodges any answering any question, he answered that fairly straight. And then I'm watching Getsy's press conference today and, you know, Getsy is more like, I want Justin to continue to get better like everyone else, himself, the, 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 the running backs, the wide receivers, the offensive line. I mean, he didn't, he didn't separate it out, whereas the flus, and maybe it's because he just doesn't know how to handle press conferences, uh, which we've seen over and over again. But he, he, you know, he gave a direct answer. I need consistency, which and now everybody's breaking down what, consistency looks like we did that on the show yesterday and yep and and everybody everyone seems to be taking a shot at it um they need to be consistent play callers to for him too you know <laughs> that not getting away from running was, the it, ball in the tampa game which made me completely lose my mind it you would, know, they hold responsibility towards this too right it would have been very easy for him to say that uh, we're not looking at these last seven games as, as some some big tryout for Justin. We're looking at this as a seven games that we're all in this together and we need to get this organization headed in the right direction. He could have said something like that, which gets me back to Kevin Warren. I'm Kevin Warren. I'm watching all of this. Here I'm watching my head coach give a press conference and say that the quarterback needs to be more consistent. I'm, having, I'm asking the same question that you're asking right now. Well, you need to be more consistent, dude. How come we're turning the ball over at this rate? How come we're having more penalties? 100%. In it? How come, why, why, why am I watching you go into a press conference daily and, 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 and do the word salad that you do and get tripped up by Jason Leisure or Dan Wiederer or Adam Hogue or Nicholas Moriano uh, consistently? So if I'm Kevin Warren and we're trying to figure out what he's going to do. And now there are these whispers of reports coming out. Albert Breer over at Sports Illustrated is a pretty dialed-in guy. Yep. You know, Especially he, with Big Ten stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know he mentioned Harbaugh. He, 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 uh, you know, he gets it's a, on screen if you want to read it. Yeah, so he gets, uh, he gets a question on a podcast from the one they call Nate. What are the chances that the Chicago Bears will move off Eberflus at the end of the season? If so, would Jim Harbaugh be a potential candidate? Nate, I'd say the Bears, if you're, you know, if you're listening, you can see this on the screen, but if you're listening in the audio world, thank you, by the way. Nate, I'd say the chances that Bears president Kevin Warren wants to remake the football operation and maybe be more intimately involved in it after the season are strong are not possible not 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 on the tables are strong so I think it'd probably take a late season surge from the team to get Matt Eberflus a third season in Chicago Peter King has been saying the same thing oh which is another guy who's fairly incredibly well, I like well reading that at. because we all know Adam Johns put it out that he thinks that Eberflus will return. 
you know, Hoag's starting yeah, to... Hoag's on that train, too. Hoag's definitely leaning that way, and we understand how connected they are and how in, in tune they are with what is going on at Hallis Hall, so that worries Bears fans, including me. But when I start to read some of the stuff the opposite way, I think it just goes to show you that, you know, this stuff hasn't been determined yet, and that's good. It shouldn't be, uh, because to me it it doesn't make sense to bring these guys back at this point at all and the thing that's going to frustrate me is if they find a way to win seven games and one of them's against brian hoyer as a backup one of them was against the panthers one of them's against pj walker and the browns one of them's against you know it's like the bad law and i get that's your schedule to you know good teams beat you know teams that aren't good enough on their schedule but when we're talking about who deserves another shot next year i don't know if beating some of these teams that we have is enough for me to move the needle and be like, okay, we've had progress this year. Well, that's why I, I teed up like, look, if they go like, this is a huge week potentially for Matt Eberflus. If you go and win at Detroit, that is a statement. We just got Montez Sweat. We just got our quarterback back. We just beat Carolina in a way that we had to beat Carolina with a backup, and we didn't want to take a whole lot of risks. 100%. And we just got it done because we absolutely needed to win that game, so we played super conservative. But now we're going to have to go on the road and beat a team that a lot of people think could end up in the Super Bowl, are definitely a playoff team, going to win the North. David Kaplan's got him winning the Super Bowl. You, you're mentioning Cap too much on the show. You're I like giving, Cap. What's I like wrong Cap. With Cap? I, I like. I can't, I, I, I can't mention Cap. Take that. Does he mention the CHGO Bears? Of course, podcast? he mentions us. He, he loves does? us. He does. I, no, I, I, I have been with you multiple times when he's called you. All the time. Yeah, they call I'm, and I'm, yell at each other. I, but I, I am good friends with with yeah. David, but I you know I don't mention him on the show every day. Every yeah, every day, Bragg's has got yeah, to kiss up the it. cap. It's Stop like, it, Bragg's. Like, I mean, <laughs> when's the last well, time? I'm sorry, he picked the Lions to win the Super Bowl. So whatever. Oh, anyway, what? tangent. Uh, another tangent. <laughs> Go back to what you were saying. I'm sorry. No, 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 no problem. I have no idea what I was saying, but I'll get. You were <laughs> saying that if if it, it would be a statement. I'm just win. Bro- thank you, thank you, Lawrence. Right, it would be that would well, be because that's what Baldy said, right? Well, you win one game, you lose one game. Okay, nobody's buying into the progress you're making. You start stacking wins, then people, the team starts to buy in, and then maybe we can start to buy into what's going on around here. Right, and so... They haven't won back-to-back games but, in the Matt Eberflus era, so there's no buying in from anyone right. yet. You, you jumped a little bit ahead from my liking right there, but it's true this would be back-to-back wins, but my point is that if, if, if the Flus takes this team up to Detroit on the road... And they win a football game. That is something where Matt Eberflus can puff out his already puffy chest yep. and say, "Hey, man, you know you got me some talent. My quarterback's back. We are. We've won the, four the of ship. our last seven games. Yeah, right. You could do all that if you want. The ship is turning in the right direction, and then maybe Kevin can start to envision di- the scenario. Yeah, to start to digest it. But I, I think what the national reporters." And Peter and Albert are saying, and then you kind of like line this up. If you're, if you're Kevin, and none of us know what he's going to do, which almost felt a little bit premature to bring this topic up today. But how many more times can we talk about the quarterback and what he needs to do? I think that's very well documented at this point. But so, like, if we're guessing at what how Kevin is looking at this, I mean, 
this is not a, just a next year decision. This is, I would think that Kevin is thinking bigger have, as I try to get this thing turned around and ultimately get us to the point where we can win a Super Bowl. Do yep. I want to move forward with Ryan? Do I want to move forward with Matt? Who do I want making the quarterback decision? Is it this guy? That's the biggest thing. But who, as far as the rest of the roster, as far as how my team is being represented, like that's one thing where I would feel very comfortable speaking out of turn that he's got to be comfortable with the way Ryan Poles at least presents himself and the organization does a great job of that. Which, speaking of brags, we can finally get to this. You sat down and had dinner yep. with, with Kevin Warren, which I asked you about, and you're like, yeah, it's fine, and nothing happened. And then today when we were doing our pre-show <laughs> conversation, like, no one's asked me about my dinner with Kevin Warren. And I said, all right, dude, I'll ask you about it today on the show. I meant to actually ask you a little bit earlier, but I got, we've had three tangents wine like that you did so you absolutely did. you did like three times on the calls no one is asked me I'm no asking. i was doing the carm impersonation <laughs> i was like oh you know had a had a had a dinner with kevin warren nobody's talking about it well <laughs> i'm asking you right now how what what did you learn from the dinner that that i asked you about and you well, told me nothing I think, happened i think the number one takeaway for me is at the dinner because it wasn't just kevin there was other representatives you from the up? Bears that were there. Yes, so, sir. yeah, to, for people that don't know the story, Kevin Warren reached out to Don the Bear Man, uh, the bear iconic man. you know fan that you always see in the stands right by the tunnel, dressed up as a giant bear. He's been going to games since 1982. And so Kevin reached out to him right when he got the job and was like, hey, sometime down the road I'd like to take you and some fans to dinner. Why don't you give me a – you know, list of fans you'd you'd like to bring. And I was on the list of people because me and Don had been friends for a long time. And it was very honored to be considered in that. And there was a little bit of a vetting process. So Kevin knew who he was going to dinner with. And uh, so, yeah, we went. Um, How last, did you make the cut? What's that? How did you make the cut? Because Don the Bear Man loved Don him. the Bear Man, you know, vetted me out. Okay. You know, so he gave everybody the information of different people. So we went to a pizzeria on the lake, um, and Kevin was really nice, you know, to everybody there. And, you know, you could just tell. I think the biggest takeaway I had from it was that Kevin Warren is more than just a guy that's here for the stadium. I feel confident in saying that. The dinner was about two hours long. You could tell the attention to detail as he went. There was two different tables, so he would go. He went from one table to the other, and when he came to the second table, me and Kevin sat next to each other for a solid hour, hour and a half. And it was really cool to kind of pick his brain about. There you are. Look at you. Uh, yeah, there what, we are. At, at what point of that hour, hour and a half, did you get this picture with him? Uh, Like at the end. That is such an adorable picture. Yeah. Is there, for those in the audio world, Warren's got his uh, tie on, but it's a, the, the top loosened. of the shirt is unbuttoned. Yeah, loosened up. Love the loosened tie. The nice loosened tie. He's, he's, he's hanging out. He's one of the people in Bragg's has a fresh haircut and actually looks borderline presentable. I couldn't decide how I wanted to dress. You know, I was like, do I just like wear my bears gear or I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dress nice. I don't know did, if I'm going to have many dinners with the this. president did, of the Chicago bears. Did bear man wear his bear man costume? He did not. No, he did not. Um, <laughs> did he look normal? Yeah. He's just normal. Don is, and, uh, is bear man normal? No offense. Oh I know yeah. He's normal. He's guy. normal. Yeah. Blue collar, hardworking guy. Normal dude. Guy does nice what he guy. does. Paints his face, puts that thing on. He's a normal guy. Yep. Like Superman. So, you know, I have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that. I'm sorry. So the funniest part about the dinner 
Well, your definition of normal and normal people's definition of normal are two different things. So you, yeah, I, I give more leeway to normal and you're saying that he's normal. So I, I have a wide leeway. You and do I'm not still... have a leeway of what's normal. Are you kidding? No, you don't. You're an elitist. Everybody's weird to you. Anyway, you just said Jim do, Harbaugh do, was weird when you're the weirdest do, person on do, the planet. Do this is another tangent. Do, yeah. Do not call me an elitist. It is offensive to, to <laughs> everything that I stand for. I will fight you. It's probably offensive to elitists yeah, as well. That, yeah, I That's would agree. That's true. The elitists would be offended. I, I, you could the funniest it. part about the dinner was that we ate meatballs for appetizer. That was the funniest part. But no, to, for me, uh, talking with some of the other Bears staff that was there, um, the one thing that stood out to me, not even speaking directly with Kevin, was talking with some of the staff. They said when he first came on, he kind of gave an itinerary of the things he needed to do and, and get accomplished, not just, you know, to get ingratiated as the president, but all these different things he wanted to do with the team. And they were like, I don't even know how th this is possible to get all this done. And he was like, what he said to me was he knocked it out one by one, like a machine. And he was talking more than just stadium talk to me. And it, to me, it stood out that, He's not just here to be the stadium guy, which I think is the perception with a lot of fans. And you can feel the attention to detail with him, the way he speaks to people, the way he, you know, invests his time when he's talking to him. We talked about training camp. We talked about, you know, a lot. We, we talked about a lot of different things. I didn't want to like do the full court press with him. You know, like who are you are we keeping fields? Are you going to get a new coach? I didn't ask him any of that stuff, but we did talk about the stadium. The number one thing, because he asked me my advice about the stadium, and the number one thing I said to him is, um, because all the fans that were there are just diehard what, what, fans that have been there for twenty years. I said, just keep in mind tradition beyond the game, because that is what, like, when we go tailgating, that's what, like, when we've been at Corner of Wabash and Cermak, that's something a lot of Bears fans take pride in. This team hasn't been good my whole life, but the traditions that we value every Sunday are beyond the game. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about enjoying your time on Sunday. And that's real. That's a real thing. You can't tell me you didn't feel that at the tailgate. I know I did, but I'm not like, what do you want him to do? Not well, because I told him, please don't, when you make a new stadium, I don't care where it is. Don't make it corporate. It needs to feel like tradition that's okay. what bears fans want we don't we, yes we know it's going to be bears landia but we want it to feel we want to feel the tradition that we value as bears fans. okay the bears bastard one dollar 99 karma scenes extra confrontational today to lean into that and one more from the bears bastard Bragg's <laughs> ordered an acai bowl for dinner with it's warm an acai bowl you had, did you have an acai bowl with, with, no we yeah. had pizza breadstick you know garlic bread Meatballs, calamari. Did you spill on yourself? No. I don't know. We, we have a picture. We have the proof. He did not spill. The, okay, okay good. Meatballs on there. Uh, let me ask you something, Gregory. Uh oh, are you going to have a... No, no, no. I'm ready today for my... Oh, boy. Don't spill on me. Mm. Right there. Yep. So, Greg. Yes, sir. Let me ask you this, if I may. I, I want to dive down into what you just said to be confrontational. What What is... What what are you worried about that that, that Kevin Warren's going to do that would take away quote unquote tradition? Uh, you know, like I said, making the stadium too corporate. It it should it's like because like we've talked about with like Minnesota and how great it is. I, I we want the new amenities, but there can be a mixture of both. 
Like, I, I, I don't even know. what the, It's going to have all the advertisements. It's going to have all the things. Yeah, but there can be a way of doing right. it in a tasteful way. Okay. I mean, Wrigley's probably a bad example of this because the stadium was already there. It's not like they rebuilt the stadium. But they've added so much stuff to the Wrigleyville you know, area and do you like just it? the yes, I love it. It's the Cubs experience, but they did it in a way where it doesn't. It's not overwhelming, and it and it molds into what was already there from a historical perspective. I mean, okay. they had to. That was like right historical okay. site, whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me just pause and 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 digest that and protect my water. Yes, protect it from me. Thank you. Uh, even though we have nothing up here today. Hey, I, I do want to tell you as we continue to dive into the Kevin Warren thing, and I've got a million more questions for you. And Hogue, I believe, is coming up from Hellas Hall here at some point uh, before we get on out of here around 1 o'clock. Uh, but I do want to say hello to our friends at Circa, Tight Money Slips, the low-hold model games are the best when you bet them at Circa because they strive to have that minus one head split, keeping as much money in your pocket as possible. That is a beautiful thing. They don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limit. So you, you come in there with the big dough if you've got it and you want to play big like the Duke is doing. He wants to gamble at Circa. They also encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps that are available. So you're going to basically see that you're getting the best uh, gambling percentages, splits, the whole thing when you're gambling with Circa. Also, real people behind the scenes, our friends over there, Alex and Jillian and Margaret and everybody else who I haven't met who I'm sure are also amazing. Uh, the Circa Sports brand, they resolve issues in a timely fashion. You will be able to actually speak to someone if you are having any issues in your gambling world. Uh, Circa will do the best to rectify that. This is what you want to do now. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app. Sign up today. And also, you want to be on the lookout for the Circa events, watch parties, tailgates. 100%. We've been doing those. ton of fun. Uh, if you or someone you know also has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text G-A-M-B to, which is 833-234. Uh, I'm sorry, text G-A-M-B to 833-234. Or visit areyoureallywinning.com. That's right. And while you're on your Circa sports app placing some bets, make sure you Eat some hero bread while you're doing that, Lawrence. I'm sorry. I just, I'm like, I've kind of gone the other way. I want to make worse transitions. Yeah, you're doing that. Just infuriate you a little more. Use the code CHGO. You had hero bread with, no, you didn't, but you could have had hero bread with Kevin Warren. Keep going. Yes. You could have broken hero bread with Kevin Warren, yeah. Make sure you're eating Enrique Iglesias' favorite bread, and that is hero bread. Get it? I can be your hero, baby. There you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Use the code CHGO for 10% off your first order. Uh, this, I, you guys know how much I love hero bread, right? Because why? Macros, right? Uh, it's it, They have high fiber and ultra low net carbs, zero grams of sugar uh, per slice. You know, that few, fewer calories than the leading national brand, five to 10 grams of protein per serving. These are things that are important. People watching what's on the on the nutrition label when they're buying their stuff, and that's what you want. And, and it's great. It's it's soft, fluffy. It's scrumptious. I know how much you love that word, Carm. We do love uh, a scrumptious hero, you know, bread. And 
Thanksgiving is next week, and you know you got to have bread around the table. Uh, you know, and this is this is the kind of bread you want to get. So make sure uh, right now, Hero Bread is offering the CHGO fam ten percent off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use the code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today. That's hero.co to save ten percent off today. Hero Bread, straight to you guys, straight delicious. The Bears bastard is on one today. I love him. Nineteen ninety nine. I don't know what a corporate stadium is, but can we just have some parking that's relatively close <laughs> to the stadium for tailgating? How about some bars and restaurants within walking distance of the stadium? Do you, do you need to walk off the set? Well, that, no, I don't. But that's, that's <clears throat> he yeah. kind of nailed it right there, too, the Bears bastard, when you talk about tailgating. You know, a lot of stadiums, they try to control the tailgating environment. This You have all these rules and restrictions, but... When you look at the Bills, you think they're going to have rules when they build their new stadium for the Bills Mafia of how their tailgates are going to go? No, they're going to let Bills Mafia tailgate how they've always tailgated for 50 years. And so that's, again, tradition beyond the game. Take into consideration that there's people that tailgate a certain way for Bears games and find a spot for them. So you're going to have your lot. You're going to have your cars and your parking lots. But then there should also be a space for the people that are the professional tailgaters, like we tailgate with at the Chicago Bears Tailgating Club at the corner of Wabash and Cermak. Those people shouldn't be excluded out of the consideration of how the layout of the parking in the tailgate should be. So when you go and tailgate for the games, you get the top tailgating environment you possibly can get those are the little details that most presidents and owners and corporations don't care about but for the fan experience are important so that's uh, you're actually hitting the nail on the head as far as corporate versus tradition all right i mean i'm just gonna have to plead ignorance here because you are gonna have to plead ignorance because you are ignorant but that, that, that's fine. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I've been to our tailgate, which is awesome. I've also been to the Muni lot in Cleveland, which I, I met some of the most whacked out people of all time who had been doing shots for three straight days. And, uh, you know, they were drinking lots and they were Where? It, it, in Cleveland. Oh, in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been to a Browns tailgate. Well, not our tailgate. You know, no. Uh, no, I've, I, but I've been to a Browns tailgate. I've been to a Bears tailgate. I've been to a bunch of college tailgates. I've been to Ohio State. Um, they're all the same. Everybody gets drunk and you and and and, no, and, and grills out. Like I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's fine. Like how are they? How what what differences do you like? Think look, like with the Rams, when we saw Nick at the um, L.A. Rams stadium, they had like the Thunder Way. Um, so that was obviously a, you know, um, designated spot for people to have against the chargers, but big, yeah. chargers, I'm sorry. Did I say Rams? Uh, uh, the bears bastard four ninety nine super chat. Last one for me, moving back to Chicago in April, looking forward to the diehard tailgates with you guys. And it's going to be awesome. And they're going to feel like most amazing tailgates, which is why people love tailgating. Cause you get to hang out and drink and eat food and right. And the thing that I love about, you know, not to toot the horn of what we do with um, us and the Chicago Bears tailgating club, but we're not there. Everybody's not there getting plastered. Like, it's it's a family environment. I brought my kids there. My kid there. You know, there's – I brought my mom there. It's not – uh, not every tailgate is created equally. So, I know you're like, oh, they're all the same. No, it's about how they're run, the operation, who actually, you know – takes responsibility for the environment that it is so yeah i'm sure there are some tailgate scenes that are a shit show but 
you know, with what we've done here in Chicago, at least the people I know that have been tailgating for 40 years, they do it a little more responsibly. Okay, our tailgates are the best. I'm not saying anything different. I'm just pointing out that you had lots of questions. You could ask Kevin Warren, and you lean, leaned into something that... Well, I'm not going to grill him about Jim Harbaugh. You should have. sorry. You no, should have. I'm not going Bad to. Bad job. Don't, you should not have been at that dinner. I should have been there. We would have gotten a lot more information, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm sure you would have just I, spilled I the beans with meatball brags. I, I would have gotten in there. Uh, all right, Adam Hogue is live from Hallis Hall as he's perusing his notes or something he's looking down at. He had a very Joining evil us now look. on, what's that? It was a very evil look as he looked up. I didn't see any evil. I saw, I see a very happy Hogue. He, he's so happy to be away from us today and at yeah. Hallis and doing his reporter gigs, nodding his head yes for those of you in the audio world. Hoagie Cat, hi buddy. Uh, I listened to Getsy and I listened to Hightower and I listened to a little of whoever spoke on the defensive side of the ball that I have no idea who that was. Wasn't Phil Snow? It was. It, it wasn't. It was not Phil Snow. I don't believe. I, I it's got Dave nothing. Borgonzi. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Borgonzi. Okay, thank you. Uh, I thought I, that was a comedian. Yeah. Uh, can you? Can yeah, you? Hosted pl- SNL last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay yeah, you're Nate Borgonzi. Yeah, what 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 did you learn today, Ho? Because I I got to be honest, I was having a hard time figuring out what I was learning listening. Well, I thought that Richard Hightower gave just a phenomenal explanation of how gunners are supposed to get downfield, long stride into short stride, then shuffle, and then attack. I mean, that's just the type of information that you don't you don't. Oh no. Oh no! Oh no, Hoagie! Our first ever frozen Hoagie. Frozen Hoagie. It's well, let's. Uh, let's oh wait, he's back! He's, he's back. back! Oh, thank goodness! You unfroze. You, you were. You, you dethawed. You were. You were. You were frozen with your eyes closed, and uh, but if, I thought a powerful look. All right. So did my my explanation of proper technique on how to get downfield as a gunner. Did I just get cut off? Is that what just happened? No, we got it. We got the long stride to short stride. We got all that. Long into short and tackle somebody. Yeah, shuffle. Forget the shuffle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, fell asleep. Well, here, here, what what stood out to me, Adam. Don't fall asleep, Braggs. That's why they gave up a touchdown to the Panthers. This yeah, is stuff Brett. you need to know because Josh Blackwell didn't break down properly. Next thing you know, Carm's guy, Amir Smith-Marset, scoring a touchdown. So all phases matter. Special teams matters. Every yard matters. That's, That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's all uh, I got. All right. All right. So, look, I thought one thing that stood out, and you're, I don't think you're going to agree with me here, but I'll bring it up anyway. Yesterday, Matt Eberflus was asked about what does Justin need to do? And he used consistency, and we talked about that yesterday. Today, Luke Getzey was asked the same question, and he's like, well, everybody's got to be better. I got to be better. The running backs need to be better. But, but he, you know, it, he dodged it, whereas the Flues didn't. Not on the I same page. He, Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think he dodged it. I think he was asked, you know, he was asked, uh, what does consistency look like for you in these seven games? And he went back to the to – a very similar talking point that Matt Eberflus brought up, which which was just taking care of the football. I think, you know, guys, if we had to rank the things that Justin Fields needs to show here in these last seven games, I think it's just stop ne- the fewer negative plays. I mean, really, I think that's the easiest way I can say it is whether that's a sack, whether that's a fumble, whether that's an interception, whether that's a penalty due to poor cadence something like that, you know, it just not having all 
and Page, which a lot of that falls on the quarterback. I think that that's just eliminate negative plays, have fewer negative plays, and and I think if Fields can show that in these last seven games, I think that would that would be um, not only just huge for him. I think it would actually result in some more wins because frozen hoagie. Frozen hoagie. Yeah, I don't know. His, his, I was gonna say like I wonder if his uh, if he's got programs running in the background or what's going on. But this is uh, it's not great, hoagie. It's not great. Um, bad hoagie. If, if you have if you have other loaf. things in the it's background, a, it's a loaf. It's a let, you know what? It's a let's uh, let's send him on his way for a second and call back in and see if that works. We're Give us uh, hang up and call back. We're booting off the hog. Yeah, we're gonna hang him up and call back. So, so I guess I'd ask you this, Mark. Yes, Greg. If they throw back to back screens and the second screen is completed for a loss of four yards, is that considered a negative play? <laughs> yes, that would be considered a negative. Play. Not on him though. That's on the play calling. You know, so I got you, but I, I get it. I uh, we all understand that Justin Fields can't be taking, you know, sacks uh, and negative plays, but I'm, it's a little bit of tongue in cheek. I would I would like to underline after watching the rest of the NFL play football last Sunday and seeing plenty of negative plays and plenty of plays that didn't make <laughs> sense. I'm going to vow. <laughs> Matt Nagy said, "If House Hall was more corporate, they'd have better Wi-Fi." <laughs> <laughs> fair that that is a f- I, I actually yeah well okay can you don't go ahead yes thank go you. ahead thank you. you don't yell at me about tangents ever in your life here comes hoke <laughs> <laughs> you're very tangenty today can we just say that i'm not saying that i haven't had tangenty day i'm not i'm not putting you out on a thing but i am calling out what is happening today you are very tangenty today sorry uh my my point that I was trying to make, which I forgot about, was that I am going to not freak out on individual plays the rest of the season. I'm vowing that, that it's one play in a, in a whole game. What does that look, Hogue, as you come back here? I, I am not going to sit here. I, I'm just saying, after watching the NFL last week, there's a lot of plays where you could scratch your head. And and here, I think I think a lot of times, as Bears fans, we stare, what the hell was that, Luke Getze? Why would you ever come? Just, just relax. There's, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of plays in a football game. It's not going to be perfect all the time. Let's look at the entire body of work. We can look at that, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to micromanage each play and freak out unless it's a fourth and one and they really need it and they do something stupid. Then, then, then I would. But other than that, no. Like a first and ten, first play of the game I'm, doesn't work. No big deal. What are you doing the next? That time? Was, Let's go. That was a tangent. Or just for the record. Uh, but I am glad that no. Gutsy. Oh, go ahead, Hog. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, the, look. It, it, assuming you're talking about getting that in the context of Getsy, because I kind of came in here uh, halfway through that. But um, yeah, when it comes to these offensive coordinators, what matters more in the long run is where does the offense rank, you know, overall. Right now, this is a top five rushing, I think top four right now, top five or top four rushing offense. They've been good on third down. They've been good in the red zone. Okay, so those are all things to hang your hat on. Now, you haven't quite been able to develop the quarterback the way everybody was expecting. Um, the negative plays, there's been way too many of them. And penalties have been a huge issue, although that applies to all sides of the ball. But, um, you know, pre-snap penalties on offense. So there, there's plenty of good. There's also some some bad that needs to be corrected, like Cole Komet said with us the other day, if they could just get over some of those, those penalty issues. I, I think they all feel like that they can be more consistent offensively. Um, but I agree mostly with what you were just talking about, Carm, is like 
Like the play callers are not going to have perfect days. It just doesn't happen. Not every play is going to work. And some of them are going to look worse than others, depending on the situation and how the defense, um, you know, wins that certain play. Because sometimes the defense coordinator across the sideline from you calls a better play than you do. And depending on how bad it is, I mean, it can look pretty dumb. But I think the more you zoom out and look at the overall progress is, is a much better indicator of, you know, whether or not Bragg's firing Luke Getty in week three was a stupid thing to say or a smart thing. It's a very smart thing, but I am glad that Luke Getze <laughs> took more accountability than everyone because negative plays, of course, we understand Justin Fields can't take sacks, but Eberflus, you know, saying consistency, not taking negative plays, whatever. The penalties are negative plays, and those fall under the coaching staff and lack of discipline within the whole team. And that, that's that's on the coaches. That has nothing to do with Justin, which puts him behind the sticks, which then causes the trickle-down effect for Justin to make mistakes or any quarterback to make mistakes as well. Um, so, yeah, moving off of that, Adam, I, I, I there was a little bit of optimism, I guess, with Khalil Herbert, I felt like, potentially playing this Sunday. Is that is that going to be the case, or what are you feeling like on those vibes? Yeah, so it was interesting because um, – you know, I thought that they just decided not to to make a roster move last week. Um, and part of that was based on my direct question to the head coach and his somewhat direct answer back. Um, so I thought Khalil Herbert was going to be ready to go. And then they didn't make that move. So was that just them thinking that they didn't need him for that game? Why have to cut somebody else when, they, you know, a move didn't have to be made? Um but then he ends up yesterday in the injury report with a shin on top of the ankle. And so that's an indication to me that something else was going on there. Maybe he suffered some type of setback as he was trying to come back last week. Um, now, we'll see what the injury report says today. Um, but he was limited in practice yesterday. I think he'll at least be limited today if not full go. We'll see, though. And if he is full go, um, that would be, op, you know, some optimism about him playing this week. Um, is it the most important position the Bears need a guy back? Not necessarily because Deontay Foreman's been pretty good, but um, I like Khalil Herbert. I think he's the best back on the team. So the more the more firepower you can have, um, especially in what's looking like a fun running back battle, right? You got the David Montgomery angle, but Jameer Gibbs, one of the most exciting rookies in the league. The Bears have multiple running backs and a good running game. Like this is a this is a game that, from a running perspective, if you like watching teams run the football, if you like running back play, this is a good matchup on Sunday. I did get the sense just listening to everything with Herbert that I, I'm I personally am guessing that he's not playing this week. But it was also interesting that Getsy was asked like, "Hey." Deontay Foreman's played really well here. Do you plan on splitting carries and whatnot? He was he was kind of evasive with that answer. Yeah, well, I'm sure there, there's some gamesmanship in there as well. Um, and, you know, Deontay Foreman's earned earned carries, and it's kind of a tricky situation to man manage, to be honest. Um, so, but for me, if I was calling the shots, and obviously I'm not, but uh, Herbert would be my RB1 if he's fully healthy. But maybe he's not. Maybe he's back but limited. You know, maybe he's – 
Maybe he's on a, on a pitch count where you're looking at like, okay, let's give him 10 carries this week and ease him back into it. That's something I could definitely see happen too. And for the record, I've been wrong a lot lately on my senses here. I thought that Justin was going to play last week. You didn't have to say lately. That's rude. Um, That's a good point. But whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'll wear what I got to wear around here. I've had some brilliant takes, which we all know about, but we don't need to underline those. I just, which one? I... I, I <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know. I'll have to think of one by sometime next week. But look, I was wrong about Fields playing last week, so maybe I'll be wrong about Herbert. But don't you don't need to rush Khalil Herbert back. Let's 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 get, let's get a healthy Herbert for the last six games. I'm a I'm a long I'm a I'm a long term play with my guy Khalil Herbert because you know when you average five yards a carry over two seasons in the NFL, that's impressive to me. Let's let that guy get full full speed. Go ahead, Gregory. I yes, see sir. you itching. Yeah, I'm itching because I, I think the one thing that we didn't get to talk about yesterday because Justin Fields was after our show was how open he was about trying to decide how he wanted to throw with either a glove. Then he said he didn't feel comfortable with the glove and dealing with some semblance of pain tolerance here going forward. Like it's not, I mean, it's not completely healed because the one thing that stood out to me, he said that the doctors held him back last week because they were like, well, if he, if it gets injured again, that he could be out a few more weeks. I don't really know how that circumstance changes you know, a few, you know, six days later, like this is something to me that's going to be a concern the rest of the year. It's not like he's taking this time off and now he's good to go. Like at some point there, there's a real possibility this gets hurt again. Right. And if it's something that maybe needed surgery the first time, but you got away with not having it, if you, if you dislocate it again, you then need the surgery. Um, so you know, it, it's certainly not the same type of injury at all, but you've seen this play out with Deshaun Watson the last couple of weeks where, uh, you know, he had an issue in that shoulder. It sounds like they were actually advising him not to try to play through it. He came back, re-injured it. Now he's out for the year because he needs surgery. So you definitely want to avoid that type of thing. Um, but that does happen sometimes. And, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Greg, I think that that risk probably would have been there regardless, um, you know, whether he came back last week or comes back two weeks from now. Um, by not getting the surgery, I imagine that there's, you know, just a little extra risk there with that thumb. So it's all about protecting it. Um, I, My guess would be he's more like 90 to 95%, not 100%. I'm not sure that pain's going to be um, completely gone. And that's fine. I mean, it, you're running out of time here if you're the Bears and if you're Justin Fields. So you, you got to see him play. You got to get out there. I, I would have been fine if he played against the Panthers. Now he gets his extra 10 days. Great. Now let's see what it looks like. Do, do you think just from a putting the conspiracy hat on that I love to put on, do you think that that was part of the reason why that they didn't want to opt to surgery? You know, if you're Justin Fields' camp, like – because you said, like you said, how much is on the line? And if he hadn't played the rest of the year, then the decision could have been potentially made at that point. Yeah, no idea. Um, and I don't even think that's conspiracy. I think that's probably honest conversations that probably happened behind the scenes, but I don't know. Um, I mean, how do you not have those conversations if you're Justin Fields camp? Um, but one thing I'll also throw out, with the bears having these two indoor games coming up here and an extra day of rest going into the Monday night or next week. Um, I do understand why he didn't play against the Panthers 
even though I was okay with him trying. But you get this extra time, two indoor games, where you don't have to worry about that thumb being cold. You know, not that it was terribly cold in the Panther game, but you guys know what I mean. Climate controlled, 68 degrees, no moisture. Um, I, I think that that helps any type of healing process or injury prevention process that might have been present had he tried to play at Soldier Field last week. Last thing we need is a cold field's thumb. This is good. He's going to have a nice climate-controlled thumb leading the Bears to victory. That's the plan. Hogue, I know we're up against the clock here, but just let, wrapping up with Justin, did anything stand out to you from yesterday's press conference? With him? Yeah. Um, no, just that um, – well, I mean, there was that moment where short of calling out you by name, I mean, he called you out. <laughs> he did. I mean, that was, that was a pretty good moment, I thought. Yeah, I mean, look, people are going to talk about different quarterback options when you're 5-100 and 100 as the starting quarterback of the Bears. So, I mean, this, is, this comes yeah. with the territory. He could have said it like that. Yeah. When, when you've won as few games as I've won – by the way, it's not all my fault. Look at the roster and look at the bozos that are running this place. That would have been amazing if he had gone down that road. By the way, I called them out earlier this season when I said it could be coaching. I'm And I support all of this, by the way, Justin. You're absolutely correct. He could have said that, but instead he just wanted to, you know, come at Carm, which I thought was rude. Well, I'm just – if I get a moment in the locker room today, I'll, you know, I'll just ask him straight up, how badly did you just want to call out Mark Carmen specifically? You, Justin and, and I are, are just for the record to, to to everybody out there. Justin and I are, I mean, I wouldn't say we're close friends, but we're. Yeah, I would definitely not say but, that. But, but, yeah, I would, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I would call us. I would call us lovely acquaintances. We we have a lovely acquaintance. He gives me a good dap. I've got multiple daps. The smallest I've little, had, the smallest little head nods and Carm taking that to the next level. I've had small talk with Justin. I think we're, I think we're, we're, I, listen, I'm looking around the city. I don't know. I don't see anybody else doing stand with fields. Damn it. We Led also by. didn't see anybody singing about secret Bajan man. I have right. seen. I think Actually we have, but yeah. His name's Swirsky. He's singing about him. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm not the only guy singing secret Bajan. Yeah, but you right. started the movement and I don't, I haven't heard any new Justin Fields songs since you know, Bajan played quarterback. And I think that that's probably with eating at Justin Fields the most. Yeah. Well, um, I, I had one queued up and ready and then he got hurt. So that's on him. What about a sting, uh, fields of gold? Maybe we could uh, work that into, how about that? Can you work something out of that? Uh, that's not bad, but I mean, since Hogue is just sitting here bringing things up left and right, he's going into his scrolling vortex sorry I, I don't care what's on your phone alright fine he's scrolling for his Whatever. next ad, he's scrolling for his next ad read Carm Almost. That, that's what I figured he was stalling no, no, no. Um, it's, it's very yes no that's it I don't know okay. what you're about you to do but I don't Almost. care I'm going to leave sing, sing it together Almost Heaven why are you singing this again Soldier. I've never sang it he left. He left you. That's rude. He called yeah. for it. No, he really didn't, though. I think he did. Soldier Field. Oh, this song. Yeah, that's my bad. Pristine Lakefront, Chicago Skyline. Midtown Athletic Club. Coming to that in a second, but winning's hard there. Impossible, it seems. 
Bottom of the NFL. Super Bowl brags, dreams. You're leaving too? All right, fine. No, no, no. No, no. Like... <laughs> yes, Justin Fields. Where'd the Braggs go? Run the ball. No, come on, let's get going. We got we a Cub show in like. Where is the Cub show? It, it's right here. So let's get going. I don't even see the Cub show. All right. Um, hey, Greg, you're back. You got your 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 brick juice. George Hoffman coming up on the CHGO Sports Podcast at 3. Just a reminder, again, that that is going on. Looking forward to Giorgio and Kevin and myself. And I am looking forward to Midtown. And I'm going to be touring the facility tomorrow before I go to Bears practice. Midtown's got four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs. Bannockburn on the north shore. Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs. And, uh, yes, the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown in Lincoln Park, Fullerton, Elston. It's just an unbelievably fantastic facility. Uh, Midtown Palatine's doing a multi-million dollar transformation. So if you're out that way and you want to join that club, you are going to be living the dream to the ultimate level. I mean, Midtown is seriously the nicest fitness club that you will ever go to. It is straight fantastic. They don't even let people like Greg Braggs in there, which is a great decision by <laughs> Midtown. Um but it is something for the entire family, even Braggs' family. Uh, Jenny and Addie absolutely deserve to be able to partake in this luxury. You, on the other hand, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, <laughs> there is something for everybody there. Uh, child care is included with the memberships as well. So that is awesome. You've got the yoga. You've got boxing. You've got spin. You've got cross training. You've got group exercise. You've got basketball. You've got the pool, swimming pool. And it's all just first class. So best tennis court you're ever going to see. Head over right now because you want to support us here to midtown.com forward slash CHGO. Midtown.com forward slash CHGO. Find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. That's right. Uh, make sure you're heading over to... Our guys over at Ray's CDJR, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. We're on the same team as Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake. At Ray's CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Black Friday sales event at Ray's CDJR in Fox Lake, zero percent financing is now available on select new models all month long but that's not all carm just for listening you can get a free oil change when you mention chgo at the service center or mention chgo when you book online at ray cdjr slash service so if you're in the market for a new vehicle then you have to check out the team at ray chrysler dodge jeep and ram because they are the only team we recommend Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since when? 1963. 1963, when the Chicago Bears won the NFL championship. Carm was covering it on the sidelines. That's right, with my guy Ed Obradovich making plays and throwing his helmet into the crowd. Oh, look at Nick Moriano. I need an oil change. Look at looking for the the free ride. I mean, he's sitting there playing some weird video game, God of War or something. And uh, free ride Moriano. You think I look handsome today, Braggs? What do you think? Yeah, everybody's like, um, 
you know, speculating on, you know, if you've got some, you know, corporate hit tonight, you know, on a TV station that shall not be named, you know, because you're looking all professional. Yes, you know. that T-shirt's very professional. I mean, but but look the at hair the hair is look look at the hair, Lawrence, and look look at look at the look at the, how much I've been working out with. Yeah, you look good. I mean, the, my guy. You've been pumping Coach. iron since you lost that arm wrestling with me. Is that what you it are? Is? Very strong. Congratulations, Coach Caldwell's taking me to the next level, um, and looking forward to doing some personal training over at Midtown too. Hey, Mike, it's nine ninety nine super chat. If the Bears end up with say the three and five picks, should we go all in on the Fields, Bajan combo, or draft another QB? Still, don't need a left tackle, and no real d- defensive ends in the draft. Uh, that is the ultimate question, Mike. If they if if Carolina wins a couple more football games, where what will the Bears do? And I think we're going to find out the answer to that in the next seven games. Yeah, but it, I think it's on the table for sure. Yeah, if the, if they're picking after three and five, there isn't a quarterback within that range, unless Michael Penix really shoots up the. But everybody's got him falling because of his age. I'm definitely intrigued by his talent. Then you got some people that think J.J. McCarthy might move up the I don't ranks. Want that guy. Uh, but Dude, I also don't didn't think he's throw a pass in the second half. Of right. The Thirty two straight runs. He's we're not we're not we're not. Right. So JJ I don't think probably. either of those guys are going to come anywhere near the top 10 picks that we'll have. So, yes, if they fall out of those top two, I think they're going to run it back with Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan just out of, you know, um, having no other options. So, I mean, you could throw Fields and the number three pick to the team with one or two, possibly. I don't know. No, they're gonna they're, take the young. They're gonna take the young buck. You know, another team would prefer to take the young quarterback. I'm interesting thought by law, but unlikely. Uh, Five dollars from Christopher Poe, my guy. New sub here. Thanks, Christopher. You are the man. New sub, uh, new subscriber. I got it. Love the content you guys put out. What do you guys think is the the Bears see influence as the head coach to justify running it back next year? Well, Christopher, like the, all those things that Cole Komet ripped off the other day, you know, they're like top five in the league in third down. They're top five in the league in red zone. They're number one in rushing offense. They're number one in rushing defense. And and Cole said, you know, if we just clean up the penalties and and the little mistakes, you know, they th- that's how they feel as a team. And I'm sure that's how Eberflus feels as a head coach, but. I mean, to me, it's an indictment to not have back-to-back wins on your resume two years into your coaching tenure. Uh, so I don't get it. But to go back to – circle back to Carm's poll that he put out earlier, uh, and we put it here in the chat as well. You know, I just think for people to understand, I get a lot of people are saying, fire all the coaches. But I, th- I think within that percentage, some of those people want to keep fields. And it, I don't think it works like that. If you're going to fire the coaches, you're more than likely. We're going full reset. It's going full reset. Yeah. So uh, you can't keep fields and just fire the coaches. More than likely. That's an unlikely scenario. In my right. Opinion. Just right, to right. update your poll on, the, on our YouTube channel here. Yes, sir. Uh, now, first, let me note that there are almost 700 votes, and yet somehow we only have 230. 30 likes. Come on. That doesn't make sense. Both are just a click. Uh, anyways, uh, what would you like to see for the Bears next season? New coaching staff, 62% of the votes. Keep Flus, new offensive coordinator, 19%. Run it back, 10%. New GM and coaching staff, 9%. So that's the least. people. So Ryan Poles, we would like to 
extend you congratulations from all of us at CHGO Bears. 5% new coaching staff on Twitter. People, people believe in you. Um, so there you go. Hey, uh, thank you to everybody who's supported us. $5 sterling pound from Stephen Haynes. I can handle most scenarios other than Getsy staying. He has to go. No, I don't care that I cut you off. Cheers, Stephen. Thank you. I, I just, I'm glad you're aware of it. That's that's all that I'm asking for. Is, 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 <laughs> is the acknowledgement. If, if you're aware of that, 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 that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Say, so, hey, uh, become a diehard. As to thanks to everybody who's supporting us, you might as well become a diehard too, because. You're going to get podcasts of every team every day. You're going to get the post-game shows. You're going to get the premium written content. You're going to get 20% off all our events. You're going to get our Black Friday sale, which is coming up here. 90% off shirts. Up to 90% off. Up to to 90%. At least 20% off. Yeah, there you go. At least 20. Uh, That's team gear. And our CHGO gear, like I'm wearing today, that would be at least 33% off. Yes. And hats and hoodies, $10 $10 off. And if you spend $75 or more, you're going to get a $15 gift card. So, look, we're doing everything we can to make it worth your while to support us and give you all the love back. So all you got to do is go to allchgo.com, click on that diehard beautiful link and sign on up today and we will forever be appreciative and we'll see you in the discord chat and you'll become best friends with all of us and by the right. way we're having a happy hour coming happy up next hour. tuesday night which is going to be awesome where that is only for diehards if you're a diehard you get to you get the link and you come on in and we all hang out and become best friends because i need some friends they've been dwindling on me lately so i'm looking for you i'm your friend depends on the day but yes thank you Greg. <laughs> continue on sir that's it. That's all I got. What do I? What do you want me to say? I thought Get we fitted were... out of the best sports gear around with. Oh well, you took my diehard read. No, look well, at what we've I, done I, here. It's 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 um, with Foco. With Foco, come on now oh, I, and I, use the code CHGO on all non-presale items. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around: hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. They cover all the sports: baseball, basketball, football, hockey. They've got all the different kind of apparel you're looking for. Set decorations, like you see here uh, behind us and here on the table. Uh, Foco has donated a few awesome pieces for us, so go show them some love while they're always showing us some love check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off foco that's foco so just an extra shout out as we wrap it up here uh i i personally would would hook up with our game time sponsor and i would go on that and i would go see if you have the means tonight and the time to go see Trevor Noah at the Chicago Theater. I went last night. It was phantasmal. So good. I was highly entertained. Phantasmal. Is that a portmanteau of fantastic and abysmal? Because that's what it sounds like. I would say it is. And did I just blow your mind with portmanteau? Because I don't think either of you know what that means. Nobody knows what what Uh, that means. What did you say? Portmanteau. Sounds like a steak. I had a great time. I highly recommend it. It was phenomenal. He did a great thing in the national. Jenny and I, tomorrow yeah. night, are going to Rosemont to see Old Dominion. It's our favorite. We're having nice. a Bulls nice. takeover, and you're going to see Old Dominion? Yeah, we've been planning it since the summer. It's our favorite band. 
whatever. 1999 from <laughs> the best of... So if you're there... Crystal. Make sure you say hi. Best of the best. Crystal is saying it's either keep fields and coaches or complete reset. I agree, Crystal. I truly believe that Warren is making the evaluations and he's going to make his decision at the end of this season. I just want a Super Bowl one before I leave this earth. Crystal, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you it again. You keep the faith. I mean, sure, people that really deserve to see the Cubs win a World Series like Ron Santos spent an entire life and never saw it, and that sucked. So it is on the table that's possible. But I truly believe the Bears are going to get there. Make sure you're coming out to Uncle Bud's, too, here this Sunday. If you're not coming out to Uncle Bud's, that would be super disappointing because it's going to be an amazing time. Uh, Sunday. Out we'll, in Oak Lawn. Out in Oak Lawn. Pre-game we'll, and post-game shows live. Watching the game together. Good food. There will be a... Good vibes, if, good environment. If, if the Bears get down three touchdowns at any point, there's going to be a group hug. <laughs> yes. It's, all our watch parties have been a lot of fun this year. We've been all over the city. Now we're going to Oak Lawn. If you go to Eventbrite, uh, we we uh, there's a link there. You can also find it. We'll we'll be click we'll be putting the link out on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah, and and a reminder, well. it is free. It is a free event, but we That's would right. love it if you RSVP just so we know how many of y'all are coming. We appreciate you. If and when they get up three touchdowns. If and when they get up three touchdowns. Also a group hug, according <laughs> to head of content Kevin Kader. <laughs> That's right. Three touchdowns either side. We're hugging it out. At Uncle Bud's. I'm looking forward to Chi-town it. Chi-Town for life. $4.99 Super Chat. Hey, guys. First time Super Chat. Just wanted to say thanks for keeping my hopes as alive as a lonely Bears fan in Alabama. Chi-Town, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for the first time Super Chat. And I don't know if I should say Roll Tide or War Damn Eagle, but either way. Thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, Chi-Town. We appreciate you. Thanks to uh, Lawrence for producing, directing, and dominating the show. Thanks to Hogue out at Hallis <laughs> Hall. Gregory, you were amazing today, as per always. And uh, thanks to everybody who jumped in here in the chat and or any of our polls or wherever you have supported us here at CHGO Bears. It means a ton to us, so thank you. We are back tomorrow with the Bears brothers, Will and Nick, with the preview show at noon. And then, of course, Uncle Bud's at 11 on Sunday. So see you there buddy that's right going to get my mom with her new knee love you shout out to barb barb you're the best don't worry about the who you brought into this world and (laughs) the impact that guy's had (laughs) have a great rest of your day we'll see you tomorrow right here with will and nick